feel like I keep like rediscovering products that I was like obsessed with recently. I feel like every now and then I kind of go through all my makeup and just look at like what I've got, what I don't feel like I'm using enough. And I feel like it's a really good way of kind of like falling in love with things that you used to really like. Hi, this is Sharice Kenyon and you're listening to the Beauty Me podcast all about beauty beyond the BS. Just then you heard an excerpt from Sophie Floyd. She's a YouTuber and a tattooist. I watched her most recent video just about this silver eye makeup look she was doing. And I just wanted to capture her audio because she was talking about exactly what this episode is about. Falling in love with products that you've kind of forgotten about. So it's... I've called it shop my stash. Not that I'm shopping, but it's more about, I just wanted to play with the things that I already have. I don't know about you, but I feel like, especially since the pandemic, has it become easier to shop online? I can be watching someone like Nikki Makeup or Namvo, and the second they finish the look, I'm in the captions checking exactly what blusher or bronzer or brow product they've used so I can Google it and then find out who sells it in the UK. Then it's just click, 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 and it's making its way to my house. A day later, though, while I'm still waiting for that product to arrive, I'm looking at something else. I'm just like, ready, sell to me. Sell me things that make me more beautiful. And it's just so easy to consume all the time. I don't know what the end result is. Is it about making myself more beautiful? Because often these things will end up, you know, gathering dust. I almost feel like because of the pandemic, shopping online has become a way to pass the time. Maybe before the pandemic, you might go window shopping, walking down Bond Street or Oxford Street but you have to make that decision to walk in and actually spend money. Online, it's so much easier. You don't have to think. And now, you know, every single brand out there is like, oh, by the way, you can split it into three payments, no matter how small the amount is. It's just easy. It's as easy as picking up the phone to check a message. It's as easy as drinking a cup of coffee. But what do you think? For me, shopping online has become almost an everyday action like don't even get me started on Amazon when did it become the answer to every single thing that we need but yeah is it just me is it too easy to shop do you think it's down to my poor willpower tell me let me know over at beauty me podcast on Instagram or Twitter or send me an email beauty me podcast at gmail.com so Initially, I was like, let me get some facts on consumerism and how it's changed since the pandemic. But then I was like, no, let's just get into what this episode is about. My stash, I just want to highlight the products that I've fallen in love with all over again. These are products that I've either always bought, but I've left aside, or they're the products that no matter how far I stray, I will go back to them. Even as I'm actually recording this in my bedroom because we don't live in our own place right now. So podcasts are a little look a little bit different right now, but I can see a lot of my makeup. I can't see it all because much of it is hidden away. And I think that's the problem when things are hidden away. It's like out of sight, out of mind. Um, but yeah, as I look at what I have now, I can see that certain products that I bought were 
almost to compare to other products because obviously I am a beauty journalist. I can't just stop trying things. I obviously get sent a lot of things, which I am very grateful for. But what often happens is I'll be like, well, that cream blusher kind of looks like that cream blusher. And even that brand's packaging looks like so-and-so's packaging. Things start to seem a little bit similar. So you have to really think, what is that formula? What is that thing that makes you want to use that product? Because at the end of the day, it can be really overwhelming. I remember when I first started the podcast and I was just under the assumption that everybody was kind of like on the same level of interest and experience as me when it came to beauty, which is totally (laughs) ignorant. I once met someone and she was like, no, when I buy moisturizer, I just walk into boots and anything that's under a fiver, that's it. So I feel like it's very easy to become part of that machine of like, I love this. You could try it. Oh, I've got acne. This this is what's helped my skin out lately. You don't mean to sell, but you kind of are. We're all part of that machine. I just have to ask myself, I have so many products. I could literally create a million different looks. I could easily create a look every single day for the rest of my life. Why do I, someone who is not a makeup artist, because, you know, that time I tried for the MAC Cosmetics job and I messed up and I didn't get the job. So, yeah. But, yeah, I'm not a makeup artist. So why do I need all of this stuff? That's something I'm still working on. I'm not going to answer that in one episode. But for now, let's get into the stash. So back in March 2020, thinking you can probably remember that point in time as being the official start of the pandemic. But it was also the month that Fenty Beauty founder Rihanna hinted at the launch of cream bronzers and blushers. The Cheeks Out range launched a month later and they were an instant hit with staying power as they're still some of the most popular cream products out there. I know a lot of people that love the blushes. I haven't tried any yet, but As a major bronzer fan, I instantly jumped on two shades of the Cheeks Out Freestyle Cream Bronzers. I picked up Teddy and Butter Biscuit. As someone with an oily T-zone, I was a little bit intrigued and nervous. You know, cream products, especially on the areas where I would always bronze, like my forehead and my nose, which are the oily areas. I was a little bit nervous that it was just going to be a mess. But I remember how much I loved using Teddy, especially. It's like this medium deep shade with warm undertones. So it just seemed like the most natural bronze version of my own skin. But, you know, as with all things, you know, I loved it so much. But then another day I just left it and I moved on to Danessa Myrick's Contour Balm, which is amazing. Definitely a bit more of a skincare vibe rather than a purely bronzing product. And I also kind of went back to some of my powder bronzers and my most favorite one I'm going to mention later on. So stay tuned. But if it wasn't for celebrity makeup artist and YouTuber Nikki LaRose. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to my channel. My name is Nikki LaRose. I might have left my teddy in the drawer for a while longer. In one of her recent videos, she shared these. um, She did two videos. Both of them were focused on the Sephora sale, which we obviously don't have access to in the same way in the UK although Sephora is coming back to us. She did two videos, one that was about purchasing from the sale if you're a makeup artist, so you need to add to your kit. 
and the other one was where she shared her own personal favourites. I really trust Nikki's reviews and in the video based on her personal favourites, she shared how much she loved Teddy, the, you know, the actual exact same green bronzer that I had sitting in my makeup drawer. She said she loved it on her skin tone and anyone kind of similar to her skin tone. She loved how it blends and she uses it as a contour cream which is interesting because obviously I mentioned Vanessa Myrick's balm contour and when Rihanna launched, well, when Fenty launched these cream bronzers, it was about bronzing. But Nikki, who does a lot of celebrities and also advises on wedding makeup, loves to use it as a contour cream. And she's a funny example for me because at the beginning of this episode, I told you I feel it's really easy to shop and... For me, Nikki LaRose is my enabler. I have so much makeup, it's ridiculous, and I love so much of it. Like, I don't just use products that I don't love. I love everything. Nikki could sell me anything, and I think it's because she creates content, like, nothing is a rush. She enjoys the process, and she explains exactly why she uses something and why she loves it, so I really trust her. I don't feel like she falls for fads. She will try out trends, but at the heart of it she's an expert so I'm just really glad that she reminded me just how great Teddy is because I have been wearing it all the time I took it away with us when we went to Glasgow I was like this is the only cream bronzer product I'm taking it's just perfect for eyes nose cheeks your temples it's just a beautiful product before I carry on though I want to know who your enablers are because I am blaming Nikki LaRose but who who makes you feel like you could just spend? Like you'll spend a second on their Instagram and then a few minutes later you've bought products based on that person. Let me know over on Instagram at Beauty Me Podcast or get involved in the Q&A that I'll post alongside the episode on Spotify. Okay, next it's another Fenty product. And again, it's something that I literally jumped on when it first came out. Fenty Beauty launched back in September 2017 and they launched with three products at first. One of those products was the Kilowatt Highlighter Duo and I bought the shades Ginger Binge slash Moscow Mule. They're these really pretty shades that I think could work on any medium to dark skin tone. But to me, they're more of a blush than a highlighting product. I think they've since moved on two very specific highlighting products. Don't forget, you know, this is five years ago. Ginger Binge is this really peachy pink, more of a classic blush finish, while Moscow Mule is this rich and rosy copper shade. It's stunning. Like I say, it would work on any medium to dark skin tone. It's beautiful, but it is very metallic. And it's that metallic finish that for me was a no. It was just, it ended up, at the back of the makeup drawer because I do deal with hormonal acne and areas of texture. So that metallic finish just was not a good look, especially combined with my heavy hand. I don't know about you, but again, I feel like during the pandemic, I think I've always been good at my makeup, but I think I have learned a softer touch and I've learned more about how to use product. And I have to put that down to people like Katie Jane Hughes, Gabrielle Alvarez, just people that know about placement and how much. Um, so now that I know to use a much lighter touch and less product, 
I'm realizing just how pretty Ginger Binge and Moscow Mule look on my skin. It's so gorgeous. It's so lovely on the eyes as well as cheeks. And yeah, I'm just really thinking more about how I apply things. But also, I think it's a really good idea when you do buy something new and at first use or maybe even second use, you're like, no, it's not for me. I think it's about experimenting before you're even thinking about wearing that product out of the house. I think if you put some time in, sit down, enjoy the product, you're going to form more of a connection with it because you really know, you know, how it best works on your skin. Okay, so now I've got three NARS products. And if you know me in real life, it makes sense because I'm a big NARS fan, like big time, love NARS, always rated their shade ranges. And these three products are just always, always there. Even if I leave them for a while for something else, I always go back. The first one I'm a little bit annoyed about because... It's the Pure Radiant Tinted Moisturiser, which is amazing, but they've discontinued my shade, Cuba. <laughs> if I wasn't lucky enough to know a few makeup artists, I wouldn't have a brand new tube of Cuba in my hand. I would be clutching the last dregs of the previous tube. This product is a must-have all year round. It just gives a bit more than a typical tinted moisturiser. I feel like you can build up coverage, I use it to give myself a healthy glow, you know, as in I look alive. I will use that in the cooler months and just, you know, a light coverage over my skin. But once the sun comes out, I will just wear this all over my face with just some mascara and lip gloss. It's gorgeous. I have heard there's a similar shade that I can try, but I'm going to wait to swatch it in store. I'm just grateful that I've got this tube that was gifted by a friend. The second NARS product that I buy on repeat, although not as often as it really does last, is the gorgeous bronzing powder in Casino. Casino is the most beautiful deep brown with this golden shimmer. No matter what else I try, I always go back to this. I also like Laguna. I've had the duo as well, which um, features Laguna and Casino and Samoa, the matte version which is very warm, but there's just something about Casino that just looks great on me. I've bought it for years and I'll be really upset if they discontinue it. Sometimes it ends up at the back of the makeup drawer for a couple of months because something else is in favour, but I always go back to this. Finally, another less exciting product for me, but definitely essential, is setting powder. And I've tried quite a few recently, including the Charlotte Tilbury's at the Flawless Filter one. But again, I always go back to the NARS Light Reflecting Setting Powder in Translucent Crystal. It's just one of those products, it's barely there, but it does the job. It doesn't build up, it doesn't settle into fine lines. I really want to try the press powder version though, because it's just more travel friendly and I intend on doing a lot of traveling this year. So definitely going to switch to the pressed, but... The setting powder in Translucent Crystal is just something that anybody can use. If you're not interested in adding any extra colour, you literally just need to mattify certain areas. Now, this one product, I feel like I cheat on it a lot. I'm very disrespectful towards this product, actually. It's the MAC Cosmetics Mineral Skin Finish in Global Glow. 
no matter how many times this gorgeous shimmering powder does right by me, it's always there. I always go looking for an alternative. It's like, there must be a replacement that's going to be superior to this. And then I try those others and some of them are too glittery. Some of them are too metallic. Some of them make me look like a tin robot. This one just sits there waiting for me as if it knows I'm going to come back. Maybe it's all in the name, but to me, it really does give this skin finish. There's no, you don't see any particles or shimmer or glitter. It's really, really buildable. I absolutely love applying it to the top of the bridge of my nose, like so right between my eyes and my nose. Cupid's bow, temples, and at the widest part of my cheeks. Or sometimes I'll just quickly swipe it all over. It's just the prettiest product that I have. And yet I just don't give it the respect it deserves. It's actually broken. The lid is broken, but it's just so gorgeous. The shade Global Glow is described as a neutral tan with a silver sheen, which on hearing I was like, wow, it doesn't sound right, but I get it. It's just very soft. And on my medium skin tone with what I think is olive undertones, perhaps more yellow, it's just magic for me. I love this product. And yeah, I actually want to try the other shades of the Skin Finish range. So going to take it to lips. I can't remember exactly when or how I discovered Emmeline's Metamorphosis Velvet Longwear Lip Definer, but it's that product that I return to again and again. And if I'm not using it, several of my friends will be using it because I've told everybody about this lip liner. Even though I will often stray because I do love lip liners. I love how they can work all over the lip. I love how they can exaggerate your lips. I love all the colors. I love how it's like a matte option for the lips. I always head back to Emmeline because of its staying power. And I really noticed that during the pandemic. Obviously, we were wearing masks all the time. And I just lost, I've lost count of how many times I would just use any one of the Emmeline shades all over my lips and you would you wouldn't even you'd barely see a smudge once you got home after wearing a mask for several hours it's just perfect and there's something about the way that the product like hugs the lips it makes overlining so easy if you're into overlining I have generous lips and I still love overlining and then softening it it just gives a really natural looking overline. It's very similar to Charlotte Tilbury's Lip Cheat Liners. I've got a few of those. They're iconic. I love the Foxy Brown shade. But I think the Emmeline formula is longer lasting. And what I also like about Emmeline is that it goes out of its way to create nude liners specifically suitable for black and brown women hunting for that perfect nude. My favorite shade, I've got quite a few, but Morocco is like, it reminds me of that um, that ruby chocolate. I don't know if you've tried ruby chocolate. It's like pink chocolate. It's very pretty, but it's like a rose tinted milk chocolate. And on me, it's like the most perfect natural tone. Love it. I couldn't end this episode without mascara. It's the one product that I always, always rely on. I'm happy to wear mascara to the gym just to give my face some dimension. 
I think I'm actually a bit of a mascara expert. And I use that word expert lightly because even though I've been writing about beauty for so long, I will never claim to be an expert. But I have put a lot of time in to finding the perfect mascara. And I also like to wear mascara in a variety of ways. I love heavy mascara, like three layers, 60s style, spiky, like very defined and long. Or lately I've been actually pushing all of my top lashes to the outer edge to kind of, I I can't remember who it was. I think it was makeup artist Issamea French. And she said, why go to all that trouble of creating stunning eye makeup and then you're going to like brush all these eyelashes and add false lashes that will hide half of it. So I've been sweeping my lashes to the side lately. Um, I definitely have my repeat high street buys. Like I will always tell someone that's looking for a budget mascara to instantly go and buy L'Oreal's Lash Architect. It's a brilliant product. They do this amazing jet black one and they do like a glossy jet black. But I also have some more pricey favorites. However, in this case, I didn't buy my latest favorite. It was gifted to me by a makeup artist. And honestly, I haven't looked back. I use it all the time. And it's Charlotte Tilbury's Pillow Talk Push Up Lashes Mascara. Sometimes I'll go back to Milk Makeup's Kush Mascara when I want something heavy and thick. But Charlotte Tilbury's Pillow Talk is all about volume and length and separation. It is a brilliant little brush. And I think it's because it's it's quite flat with these tiny kind of plastic spikes, which allow you to get into the lash and really comb it up. But you're not left with all this excess product. Um, and I'm someone that I definitely, you know, a few hours after wearing mascara, I'll see it like on my lower, like on my under eyes. I think it's because I smile too much. Or my cheeks are quite fat. So I always end up with mascara. And I'm always having to wipe it off. And then obviously that affects my concealer underneath. This one, it rarely happens. It's just all about definition. I can apply several layers without it getting cloggy. It's just brilliant. So if you're in the market for a new mascara, Charlotte Tilbury's Pillow Talk, it's it's definitely worth a go. I love it. Well, that's it. I tried to keep it very real with this episode. I am so dedicated to all of the products that I've mentioned, even if some of them ended up at the back of the drawer. This is my core stash. This is the stuff that I truly, truly enjoy using. I would love to know if you use any of these products. Let me know if this episode inspires you to take a look at your own stash. Send me a shot of your stash. Tag me while you're listening. Let me know what you're loving on your face lately. Just get in touch. You can find me at Beauty Me Podcast on Instagram or Twitter and email me beautymepodcast at gmail.com. I would love to hear from you. Also, feel free to send me any guest suggestions or episode suggestions. As always, if you enjoyed this episode, do please rate and review and be sure to sign up for my newsletter at beautymenotes.substack.com. See you next time and tag me when you're listening.